I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday, May 18th, and we are glad to have you with us on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, We welcome you, those on the radio app and those on the podcast, and then those who are joining us on Facebook uh, and YouTube. We are glad to have you with us today on this Thursday. Uh, I hope you're doing well today. We had a great service last night. Uh, I I know I say that uh, every time, and you say, well, is every service great? Well, I believe every service is great when uh, the Bible is preached and when Jesus Christ is praised and, and magnified and when God's people come together and God's people are faithful and uh, we do our best to, to honor the Lord and please Him and do our best to get recharged to go out and reach people with the gospel. And it was a great service. We had our last night of Master Clubs uh, last night and we'll start our Summer Kids Club next Wednesday. And then we had, uh, of course, last night we had our Bible study and we were in the book of Revelation, Revelation 16. And uh, I'm telling you, it's some pretty deep stuff. It's really pretty depressing uh, because it is the seven vile or the seven bold judgments that are poured out on this earth during the end of the tribulation. And uh, you say, well, well, how do you how do you come off of that? What do you get out of that? Well, at the end, I told our folks, I said, One is we know that God is always right. God's judgments are righteous and God doesn't make a mistake. This is what God is going to do and God is absolutely justified in doing that because he has been merciful for so long and uh, he's pouring out his wrath and God's wrath is poured out and he says at the end, it is done, meaning it is complete. And uh, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I know this, God is always right. God doesn't make any mistakes. And then I encouraged our people, and I said, listen, I said, God always does what he says he will do. God always keeps his word. You can count on it. And what are the promises maybe that you have uh, forgotten or the promises that you have let slip in your life? Hey, hold on to those promises. God always keeps his word. And then I said this, I said, God always finishes what he starts. And uh, I'm not worried about God finishing. I'm worried about me finishing. I want to finish what I've started. I want uh, to finish uh, what I started in serving God and and, and living for Him. And I'm glad that it's not all up to me, but I'm glad it is God who is working in me and through me. Philippians says this, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you, he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm glad God always finishes what he starts and uh, he's not done with me yet and he's not done with you. Uh, I hope you'll let God work on your life today. But we had a good service last night. We're looking forward to a great day tomorrow. Tomorrow is our final chapel service for Victory Christian Academy tomorrow morning uh, at 8.30. And that will also be the time we'll present the honor rolls to the students. We'll have some special uh, presentations. And then tomorrow evening is our kindergarten 
and high school graduation at 6.30 tomorrow evening. And uh, we will uh, be in the auditorium. We will be live streaming. Uh, but I hope you'll come and join us and be a part of that. Pray for our students and pray for a good summer. And then don't miss Sunday. Sunday is going to be a great day. It is hard to believe we are now into the third. It'll be the third Sunday in May. It is just flying by and uh, it's been good. God is good, and I hope you're having a good day today. I want to say a happy birthday to Faye Padruchny. Miss Faye, hope you have a great day, and we certainly thank the Lord for you. I'm sorry about my voice today. I don't know what happened yesterday. I was kind of felt my voice was doing something crazy, and then uh, last night I preached, and whenever I preach and there's something wrong with my voice, I always strain it, and so I'm, I'm feeling okay, uh, but I probably don't sound the best. I apologize for that, but thanks for putting up with me. And uh, some of you say, well, Pastor, we don't even like your voice on a good day. Well, sorry about that, but yeah, thank you for tuning in and thank you for enduring. Uh, let's go to a song at this time. Uh, let's hear the Revival Trio. Uh, Brother uh, Andrew, Brother Nathan, it's your brother-in-law, Andrew, and his wife, Joy, that's Grace's sister. And uh, they have another man in the church and they sing together. They do a wonderful job out there in uh, Santa Clara. But here's a great song, Trading a Cross for a Crown. I hope this song will be a blessing and then we'll get into our Bible study in Psalm 119. Hear them cheer me on and see the ones who have reached home. They all aim for us to win this race. A banquet like we've never known will be held round God's royal throne. There will be rewarded for our faith. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to walk away. I've got, I've got too much at stake and I've come. Too far to turn back now. Every battle that I have fought will soon be forgotten. I'm trading this old cross in for a crown. Trading this old cross in for a Amen. That's a great song. Psalm 119 in this section, verses 161 to verse 
168, we have seen uh, the princes. The princes persecuted David without cause. We saw the persecution. Uh, number three, we saw that David was pure. He said, they've persecuted me without cause. They've done it uh, without reason. They've done it without uh, any, any um, evidence, without uh, anything that could stick. Uh, they've just made it up. Uh, number four, we saw the pleasure. David said, I rejoice at thy word. Uh, the prize, number five, as one that findeth great spoil. The word of God uh, is a prize. It is a treasure for God's people. And then we saw the passion. Verse 163, David says, I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. He had a passion against lying, but he had a passion for uh, the truth. And then we saw yesterday the praise. David said, seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Uh, keep track today. Keep track of how many times you praise the Lord. I hope it's a lot. I hope it's more than one or two. I hope it's more than seven. I hope it's so many times that you, you begin to lose track because you have so many uh, numbers, so many marks uh, for times that you've praised God. Let's praise the Lord and uh, give Him glory. Today I want you to see in verse 165, David talks about a peace. And this is a peace not just that David has, but it is a peace that is available for all of us. Verse 165, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Now, that is not a license for you and me to go out and to see if we can annoy people, okay? That is not uh, your green light to say, go ahead and, and, uh, and try to offend people and try to make, give them a hard time because, you know, if they get offended, then we can say, hey, you don't really love the Bible. That's not it at all. This is how we should respond when people do things, uh, when people hurt us. We should go back to the Word of God and we should experience peace because of what the Bible says, because of what God has, says, has said. We're not worried about what others are going to do to us. We're worried about what God has said in His Word. The word peace here is the word shalom. Uh, it means completeness, soundness, uh, welfare, prosperity, tranquility, safety. And God promises that peace for those that love the Word of God. Now, this verse says, those which love thy law, that's a name for the Word of God. And at the time, pretty much all they had was the first five books of the Old Testament. 25 times in Psalm 119, David talks about his love for the law of God. I'm thankful that we have the Word of God, and it is our law. It tells us how to live. We have more than just the Old Testament covenant. Uh, we have the New Covenant. We have the New Testament, which is uh, that of grace, Romans 6. For ye are not under the law, but you're under grace. Romans 3.20, Therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. You know what the law does? The law points out your faults. The law points out your shortcomings. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we're not saved by the law, but the law is what shows us that we're a sinner. Romans 3.28, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So here's what the Bible says. You're saved by faith, not plus the law, but you're saved by faith without the deeds of the law. Uh, the law and, and good works has absolutely nothing to do with salvation. Salvation is a gift. It is all of grace. Uh, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. 
Galatians 2, verse 21, Paul says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. If you can get to heaven by being a good person, then Jesus didn't have to die. But Jesus died because we could not save ourselves. He is the only way we can be saved. There is a great peace that comes to the child of God when you fall in love with the Word of God. You say, well, Pastor, why? How do we have great peace when we fall in love with the law, when we fall in love with the Word of God? Because when we love the Bible, we are focused more on the goodness of God than on the badness of man. And you know, we live in a society where if you're not careful, you can get focused on how bad it is. You can get focused on how terrible and how wicked and how awful and, and all oh, television. And by the way, television is terrible. Uh, and the news is, is depressing. And society is getting worse and worse. And if you focus on the badness of man, I'm not sure if that's a word. We may have just made that one up. But if you focus on how bad people are, you will be depressed. You will not have peace. But if you'll focus on how good God is, you will have peace. And the law indicates that God is in charge. It is God's law. We are under God's authority. We are under God's rule. We are subject to Him. He is the Creator. We are accountable to Him. When we love the law, we are mindful of God's justice rather than man's injustices. And friend, I want to tell you, God is just. God is right. God does not make mistakes. People make mistakes. People will hurt you. People will mess you up but focus rather on the justice and the righteousness and the justness of God rather than the injustices of man. It says in this verse, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing, absolutely nothing shall offend them. You know what that word offend means? It means to cause someone to stumble. And I certainly don't want to be guilty of causing someone to stumble. But I'll say this, if you will fall in love with the Word of God, the Word of God is going to be a lamp unto your feet. It's going to be a light unto your path. And it's going to keep you from stumbling. It's going to keep you from getting tripped up when people hurt you, when people say things that they should not say. Verse number 166, David says, Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and I have done thy commandments. While you are waiting on God, while David was hoping or waiting for God's salvation, he said, I have done thy commandments. While you're waiting on God, don't become lazy. Stay busy doing what God wants you to do. Uh, he says, I have done thy commandments. I have kept thy testimonies. I have kept thy precepts. I know it's been a while now, but you know we've, we talked a lot about COVID. And, you know, COVID had a lot of effects upon people. But, you know, I'm afraid one effect that COVID had on Christians is it caused Christians to become lazy. It was just so easy just to stay at home, right? It was so easy just to watch a service. It was so easy just to listen on a radio. Honestly, it was pretty easy just to pull into a parking lot and sit in your car and never have to get out. But can I tell you, that's not the Christian life. The Christian life is not sitting back and sitting around but the Christian life is a life of obedience. It's a life of serving. It's a life of doing what God has called us to do. COVID not only has made Christians lazy, I think Christians has made, uh, not Christians, I think COVID has made some employees lazy. Go to, go to the place of business now and people don't want to work. 
Uh, most of the schools, students have become lazy because it was so much easier to sit at home and goof off on the virtual uh, online schooling. But can I tell you as Christians, may we be found faithful. May we do what God has called us to do. Yes, let's wait. Yes, let's uh, trust. Yes, let's uh, keep our, our focus on God. But in the meantime, let's stay busy and serve Him uh, until He comes back. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.